Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. What's up, Remarkables? Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And we are super stoked, as usual, to be broadcasting across the airways to our brothers and sisters in chiropractic. Hey, we all know the truth. What the world needs now is chiropractic, and what chiropractic needs right now is more successful chiropractors. That's just not a tagline. That's our DNA, guys. This is what the show is all about, is helping create more successful chiropractors. And Dr. Pete, today's conversation is exactly about that, and we're going to be talking about one of those things that everyone knows will absolutely energize your team, energize your business, and drive growth in your business, and <laughs> no one knows how to do it. And they definitely don't know how to do it right. So this could be something that could put 100 grand, 200 grand more in your pocket every year, or dare I say, create an upside down situation where you take a haircut on your profits because you just didn't set up your bonus system right. So you guessed it, that's the conversation today. We're gonna to talk about how to set up super effective bonus systems so it drives productivity and profitability. Psyched to get into this conversation. Super pumped for this. This has come out of the energy that we have received from you. We've been listening. And we do our very best to do that, to listen to you, what is important, what are the challenges, what are the issues. And we know that this has been a challenge for many of you and for chiropractic in general. We're going to introduce to you a new word, some new words today. I'm excited, Dr. Steve. We're introducing the word super threshold today. This is going to be a good one, the super threshold. We're going to dig into that. But I'll tell you, you said something right there at the beginning that energized me, which is, not only is this going to put more money in your pocket, but check this, it's going to put more money in the pockets of the people who have committed to working with you. And that, my friends, is such a powerful concept because if we talk about building a remarkable business, turning that job into that business, becoming that true leader, going from labor to leader, you are developing leaders and you are evaluating your team and you're valuing them in a way where you're able to compensate them well for the work that's being done. So this is energizing not only to you, this is gonna be energizing to everyone on your team. And this is really truly create that durability, finding and keeping that A-level talent. Dr. Steven, looking forward to digging in. Man, I love the where you went with that, Dr. Pete, because you know, it this is where, you know, let's just face it, this this is where the rubber hits the ground is is with the output, right? So the the money, right? So we know that um, everybody has different associations and incentivization driven by money, but everybody needs money. Everybody wants money. Everybody loves money. It's got to be, it's, it's a critical component of the energy of the business. And you know, the equation e equals MC squared, right? So energy equals money times crucial communications. We know the law of the jungle is that your business is always a reflection of your energy. Energy's up, business is up. Energy's flat, business is flat. Energy's down, business is down. 
And it's not just your energy, it's your team's energy, right? And as we've made this ascension from owner operator to a CEO, when we've gone from being that person that's working in the business to working on the business, our role has changed quite a bit in this ascension, right? So as the owner operator, like you said, you're a laborer, right? So you're the one that's head down, bum up, and you're the one that's delivering the healthcare. So it's you taking care of the patients. And that's awesome, okay? But not nearly as awesome as the impact that comes with the scalability and durability of making the ascension to CEO, where you can actually be leading a team and the team's job is to be taking care of the patient, right? So you go from owner operator who my job is to take care of the patient to becoming the CEO who may also see patients, which is awesome. I always saw patients, right? So I never left seeing patients, even though I made the ascension to CEO. But what I recognized was my job as CEO was I was to lead the team and the team is to take care of the patients, right? So when you go from owner operator, where you say I a lot, I need to attract more patients. I need to convert more patients. I need to drive more revenue. I need to make a profit. You make the ascension to CEO, you say we, right? So you say we a lot. We need to be attracting more new patients. We need to be converting more new patients. We need to be retaining more patients. We need to be taking great care of our patients. We need to be driving more revenue and we need to be driving more profit, right? And we need to all be making more money. So the, the bonus conversation here is just so critical because it gets everybody aligned, Right. And when we get your team aligned, when we get aligned, we get along. If you're looking to energize your business, this conversation's for you today. Yeah. So we're going to answer one very specific question. And we're going to actually do it over the course, I believe, Doc Steven, of two episodes because it actually makes more sense for us to do it that way. So, uh, so for if you're tuning in and there will be another episode uh, as well, we're going to break it down. But we're going to answer the question of what is the right way to pay a person? What is the right way to bonus a person? And we're going to be helping you do that based on the role. And we're going to be helping you do that based on the right role and getting the right person in the right role and the right way to pay that person. It's, it's about compensation and the, and the most effective ways to do that. And so we're going to give you a rule, a construct. Dr. Steven, I know we're going to give a giveaway today as well at the end of this episode. We're really excited about giving you uh, the, the newest, one of the newest tools, the Remarkable Bonus System Worksheet. So that's going to be amazing for all of you. So make sure you get a hold of that. That's going to be a game changer for you as far as organization. You know how we are. We're the systems people. So we want to create a system for all of this um, so we can systematically go about this. We're going to lay it down for you today. So there's really two parts. The first part, which Dr. Stephen, we're going to get into today is the management by expectations and agreements. That's what we're going to be focusing on in this episode specifically. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, first of all, What's going on? Uh, welcome back. Thanks for being a regular listener. We appreciate you. And if, hey, if you're new, welcome. We're so happy to have That's you. Right. Uh, thank you for being a part of the Remarkable CEO podcast family. We believe we have a family and sometimes we meet you and we've never met you, but we meet you. So say uh, what's going on to all of you. And, and thanks for all the also the great encouragement that we've received. I know Dr. Stephen, you have recently received some great encouragement that energizes us because as you know, you don't necessarily see someone when you're doing a podcast, but it's nice to know on the other side, somebody, somebody listened to you. But the expectations and agreements part is going to be huge for this because you know if you've listened to this podcast that all you know, long-term successful relationships, healthy relationships begin with a set of clear expectations and we make honest agreements. And that's how we set the, that's how we set the tone for success. So we're going to actually teach in this mo uh, module or episode uh, about that management by objectives, specifically with the bonuses. And then in the next episode, we'll get into, or by ENA, 
expectations agreements in the next episode we'll go into management by objectives that's right that's right so expectations and agreements is a real that's a high level concept if you just think about it right so if you're onboarding a new team member or you're doing a quarterly review or you're doing board meetings or what have you like this is all part of leading your team through expectations and agreements. If you break that down, we want to have clear expectations, right? Both ways. This is a dialogue, not a monologue, right? So these are my expectations of you in this role. This is what success looks like. This is what we're going to pay you. This is what we're going to expect for productivity. This is These are your responsibilities. This is your job description. This job description has a bunch of responsibilities organized underneath it. Each of those responsibilities are measurable. Those create what we call key performance indicators or KPIs. Those are the metrics. We're going to set goals for each of those metrics. We're going to help you understand how did we arrive at those goals, et cetera. Like that is all captured in writing, right? That Those very important conversations where everything I listed there is just all part of creating those clear expectations so that we can make an agreement around them, right? So the agreement is, do you understand how we've arrived at this job description? Do you agree that that's your role? Do you own these responsibilities? Do you understand we're gonna measure these responsibilities? Do you understand that creates a KPI, right? That's a metric, that's your metric. You're accountable to that number. We're gonna assign a goal or the number, the target, right? So this is where we want you to get by the end of the quarter or end of the year. That's the goal we're gonna set for that KPI. And we're going to capture all of these uh, on your scorecard, right? So that's all part of the expectations and agreements. And, and in both of these bonus scenarios or systems that we're going to describe, you're always using expectations and agreements and capturing these things in writing. So you're using KPIs. In other words, you're using scorecards, et cetera. So those all live in, you know, in both of these, right? But expectations and agreements has a tendency to create more of a relational environment or a relational dynamic with your leadership style versus management by objectives, which once again, you're going to the same conversation, but now we land on that scorecard and we're saying, okay, so you've got these five KPIs and you've got these five goals and we're going to set up your compensation and your specifically your bonus or your incentive based on your achievement of each of these individual objectives. So that's going to be the second conversation that we have, right? So let's tease these two things apart and recognize that neither one of them are better than the other. It's just that based on a role and the individual in that role, one of these two arrangements is going to be better based on the type of role, the person that plays that role and the culture of your business, right? So you're going to have an opportunity to learn both of these skill sets and you're going to be able to decide which one you feel is more appropriate for the role and for that person in that role, okay? What I will tell you is a good rule of thumb is for your CAs, for your front desk team, for most of your staff, you're going to find that expectations and agreements is probably going to be your default, okay? Uh, for a caregiver associate doctor, it's probably going to be your default to go to expectations and agreements because it has a tendency to be a more relational dynamic in those roles versus somebody like a business builder associate doctor or uh, a COO, a chief operations officer who's really attached to and associated to and has accountable to things like the P&L, right, in the business, right? So this is more of a, let's dare I say, commission-based position with there's a sliding scale and it's what's based on what we call productivity. That's a productivity-driven 
compensation or incentivization model. So Dr. Pete, I know that that sounds really super heady, which is why we've busted this into two different scenarios. Today, we're going to focus on the management by expectations and agreements. And we're going to give you guys a framework. Okay, we're going to give you guys some ground rules, right? Some rules of thumb. And we're going to teach you how to do this well, so that your system actually energizes your team. Doc, hundreds of our coaching clients have grown their businesses following our remarkable CEO program. Well, now it's your turn. We are kicking off a new cohort of remarkable CEOs this month. Enrollment's limited, so don't delay. If you're ready to turn your job into a business, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, the Remarkable CEO program is what you've been looking for. Go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash REM CEO to apply today. Let's get right into it because, you know, this is uh, this is a great conversation. I know maybe you are, are ready for this. So what we start with, of, of course, Dr. Steven, is we have to understand and know what is what is the vision, right? Everything starts with vision. So what does success look like? And of course, when we set we have a clear vision, then we can set a goal. Right. So the goal becomes then the target. So we start with vision. And as a CEO, as you know, your number one objective is vision casting. And part of that then is to determine what is the goal? What are the goals? What are we trying to accomplish here? What does success look like? And then we measure quantifying that, that vision story, quantifying it in the goals. So again, this is going over. Uh, hopefully this is uh, just a, a refresher here. So we start with our goals. This is where we set the goals. Now, We've, we've covered this on previous episodes, Dr. Steven, uh, where we've talked about, you know, goal setting based on, we talked about base case, best case, and worst case. So we're going to reference that. You're going to hear us reference that. If you watch this on YouTube, you might even see Dr. Steven hold a picture up in front of the, sc the screen, or maybe there'll be a this, slide. This is a great episode in. to watch on YouTube, Dr. Pete, actually, because we'll do some screen shares here. And for those people who are like driving right now, you're going to want to double back and listen to this one again, for sure. Yes. You're definitely going to want to get your hands on that worksheet and check it out on YouTube because on YouTube, we're going to blend in a few of the image some some images and sometimes imagery helps you understand concepts. So you're right. Um, base case scenario is something that's great to visualize. So that's, let's unpack that first, Dr. Stephen. Let's start with a, a, an a, a overview of base case, best case, worst case. Let's start there because that's really the framework that begins the process. Then we're going to talk next. We'll go into budget and then we'll go into some practical examples of what this actually looks like and we'll roll this out. So uh, let's start with, um, you know, just goal setting and, and building it based on a, a model of base case, best case, worst case, Dr. Steven. Very good. So yeah, you referenced a previous episode that we did. So if you guys want to go back and just listen to us talk about what is base case scenario versus best case scenario versus worst case scenario, there's a whole episode on that. But just, you know, I'll do a thumbnail sketch on this. Base case scenario just is a way for you to arrive at a statistically accurate estimation or projection for goal setting for any KPI, okay? Right now, I think just for the sake of sanity, let's just talk about top line revenue or collections, right? So base case scenario would be, you would take a look at what did we do year over year in, for example, right now we're in going into second quarter of 2023. We look, when we set our goals for 2023, we'd look back at 2022 and say, well, how much did our business grow in 2022, right? So we look at top line revenue growth or collections and we compare 2022 collections with 2021's collections. And we say, okay, wow, look at that. We grew 20%, 
Okay. So 20% revenue growth during the year over year analysis of 2022 versus 2021, that is the greatest predictor of what you're going to do in 2023, right? So whatever you did in the previous 12 months is the base case scenario for the next 12 months. Okay. So we all know the expression, the best predictor of tomorrow's weather is yesterday's weather, right? So this is how that applies and it's statistically accurate, right? So guys, remember, this is not about precision. It's about accuracy, right? So when you're goal setting, instead of pulling numbers out of your, you know, thin air, let's call it out of thin air and just making it up as like, Hey, I think we're gonna, you know, last year we did 475,000. I think we're going to do 550,000 next year. It's like, Everybody in the room knows you just made that number up, okay? So here's, we don't wanna do it that way because that actually sucks the energy out of your team because mm -hmm. now you're yoking them with goals that you pulled out of thin air and there wasn't a logic uh, around those goals. Here's the logic. Statistically speaking, the most likely scenario for your outcome in 2023 is gonna be a reflection of what you did in 2022, okay? So just statistically speaking, base case scenario is the highest likelihood outcome. So if you just take that 20%, growth line and I'm, I'm making a trend line with my hand, just strike that trend line across 2023. And that number where you land at the end of 23 is the greatest likelihood of where you'll land at the end of the year. Okay. I hope that makes sense to everybody when I say it that way. Just take that same growth rate that you had in 2022 and strike a line across 2023. That becomes base case scenario. Okay. So most likely scenario. Set your goals that way because this is achievable because it's based on what did we already do? We've already done this gang. All we got to do is keep being as awesome as we've been this past year, this next year, and we're going to end up here. That is the highest likelihood scenario. So now your team is like, that's intelligent, right? If we keep doing what we've been doing, this is where we're going to land. Now, as a leader, you can step in and be like, you know what? I think we can do even better, right? I think we can do even better and we're gonna call that best case scenario and you can tick it up another five percentage points or 10 percentage points, or maybe it's 2.5 percentage points, whatever it is. But you have to have some intelligence around, well, you're gonna make some changes that will it will allow you to do even better, even more growth, not just 20% growth. I think we're gonna do 25% growth because we're making these changes, this one, two, or three big changes. We're adding an office manager, right? So we are gonna be coaching with the remarkable practice, or we're adding a caregiver associate doctor, or we're knocking out a wall, taking on more space, adding two more tables, right? So whatever you're doing that you're like, um, we're, we're hiring a digital marketing director, right? So like we're, we're doing something significant, some significant change, some significant investment. So those are the assumptions that you can defend. We can actually do a best case scenario, right? So that would be best case scenario. So like, I think we can do 5% better. Conversely, you have to have set up, set yourself up for worst case scenario, which would be the inverse of that. Subtract that same delta, which would be 5%. So now instead of doing 20%, I think we'll only do 15% in a worst case scenario if this, this, and this happens, right? So figure out what are the points of exposure that you have, right? So that way you can you can actually defend against those, those points of exposure, Dr. Pete, right? So it's like, let's make sure those three things don't happen if we have any control, but let's be prepared for it. So now we have base case scenario, best case scenario and worst case scenario, Dr. Pete. And where you're looking at is the space above base case scenario. If you're setting your goals at base case scenario, and that's all growth. If you're setting your goals at base case scenario, anything above base case would be considered super threshold or above that threshold. And that's when our bonus system starts to kick in. So there you go. 
you heard it here. So super threshold. We now know what it means. It is that space, that delta between your base case and your best case. And that's where we're going. So again, if you're listening to this in real time, hopefully you listen to the episode that we did a few months back in preparation for 2023, because we were actually trying to help you get set for how do I determine what my goals should be based on an intelligence, based on logic, based on data. Remember, we make decisions based on one part gut and two parts data, and we recruit the energy of our team that way. And when they see the intelligence, and then people are more likely to buy in. And um, and so we're, we're much more effective that way. So if this is new to you, then this is still the perfect time for you to do this because, you know, this, if you can start this now, um, you're going to course correct this and for the rest of your career. I mean, this is this is a game changer for the rest of your your career. So base case, best case, worst case. So we live in the delta, right? That's the super threshold. That's where bonuses live. Okay. So with that in mind, Dr. Steven, let's talk budget now. So again, for a lot of us, the word budget, probably a lot of people cringe at that. Probably a lot of people are not sure what does that even mean in a business? Like, how do you set a budget for a chiropractic practice? So without going into an episode on budgeting, what we're going to talk about is how do you how do you set a budget for bonus? So this is this is the next part. We want to talk about this because if this doesn't exist in your business plan, if this is not part of your model and your plan, then that's an issue. If it's not built into your budget, there's going to be an issue here. So Dr. Steven, let's unpack how we arrive at the bonus based on budgeting. That's great. So if the base case scenario is growth and we pay people to do great work, we don't bonus people to do great work, right? So the reward for doing great work is uh, you get to have a job here and we pay you very well to do great work. If we go above base case scenario, that's when we start bonusing, right? So we actually did better than expected and there's bonuses to be had based on the growth of the revenue of the business, right? So that answers the question, when do we bonus, right? The budgeting answers the question, well, how much do we bonus, right? Like, like, give me a sense of like, it's contextual, right? So it's like, man, if I'm just making numbers up, it's like, what? How much should I be bonusing here, right? So um, we're going to talk about a best practice, a, a rule of thumb here is you want to be able to set a percentage of your top line revenue, like your goals, where you're going to be ending up and saying, I need to be able to budget for X percent of my top line revenue to be allocated for my bonusing program, because I'm actually going to use that money to invest in energizing my team, because I know that that's actually where all the growth, the extra growth is going to live for us, right? So, you know, I've become a champion of bonusing because I know it's a great way to energize everybody on the team, right? So it's one of those, one of those things that just applies to everyone just to different degrees, but everybody appreciates getting a bonus, right? So I know that I set aside a budget of my, uh, my goal is that I actually spend all of this money on bonusing, right? So it's like, because I know if I set up my model properly, I set my goals for every individual properly, I'm gonna be winning, 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 winning all the way through. So I'm excited when I'm when I'm actually achieving my goal of spending my entire bonus budget across to my team. And it's the ultimate win, 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 because I know they're psyched 
And I know that the business is psyched because we wouldn't be distributing bonuses if we weren't hitting our goals. And I know that we set up our goals properly. And then I'm winning because I know that, you know, if the business is winning, I'm winning because I'm the owner, right? So not only am I going to have bigger distributions of profit, but I'm also increasing asset value or the enterprise value and, you know, that I own the business, right? So it's win, 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 right? So you want to energize this thing all the way through Dr. Pete, right? So here's the rule of thumb. You want to be allocating or budgeting for somewhere between three and 6% of your top line revenue for bonus, for your bonus system, for everyone. So right down to yourself, right? So on the roles that you play as, as part of your bonus, right? So, but just think about it as like for my CAs, for my, for my associate doctors, for my office managers, my COO, et cetera. It's like, if, if you're on the accountability chart, you're in our bonus system as an employee, right? So it's like, if I, if I use a round number, like if it's three to 6%, let's just use the number 5% right? So that we can do the math in our head, right? So if we say, okay, uh, with my business, where my general goals are around my profit margin, I can afford, I'm going to allocate 5% to my bonus system, okay? So if I plan on doing a million dollars this year, 5% of a million dollars is $50,000, right? So I've got 50 grand in an, in, in an allocation that I'm, my goal is to bonus my CAs, my office manager, my associate doctor or doctors, right? Across that, I've got 50 grand to use and to invest in energizing my system through the bonus, my people through the bonus system. You follow me? Like that's the goal. If I'm going to do a half a million dollars, like my goal is in by the end of 2023 is to be doing a half a million dollars. Then I'm going to allocate you know, 25 grand, 5% of $500,000 is 25 grand. I'm going to have 25 grand in mind for a context for how much can I afford, the, can the business afford to be bonusing the team this year and providing we're just hitting our goals, like we are doing base case scenario and we're going to land at 500,000. I know it's win, 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 win all the way through and I don't have to fret about that, yeah. right? So that's the first place we start, Dr. Pete. We set our baseline. Once you have your base case scenario laid out, that's what your goals are based on. And then you set a budget for how much contextually, how much should I have available this year to be bonusing? And now we know, all right, when do we start bonusing and how much do we have to work with to start bonusing before we work into that third component? So huge. So we're going to go into that third component in, in just a moment. So first thing I just want to make sure that, you know, we set the tone is when you budget, you tell your money where it's going. That's the power of budgeting is you are ahead. It's a proactive, you go ahead of where the money is going. And what's amazing is, and we've seen this, it's a law really, that when you start budgeting, it's amazing how that money starts coming in, right? And so it's, it's really a stewardship conversation. It's really a conversation around, you know, vision. It's a conversation that goes back to discipline. And, you know, we want to be disciplined leaders. We want to be running a, a disciplined organization and we've been entrusted. We talk about we've been entrusted. BJ said the sacred trust. We've been entrusted with the principles of chiropractic. We've been entrusted with the team that is now working with us. This is about budgeting. It's about stewardship. It's about leadership. It's about maturity. And it's really important. I'm saying this now because I, if you're anything like me or a lot of other people, this is an area maybe that you were exposed, you've been exposed to this. Dr. Stephen, we've, we've spoken very frankly about our scar tissue. You know, it all came from scar tissue. These are things we didn't know before. So maybe you say, man, I didn't, I don't know this. I never did this before. Listen, you're not alone. Neither did we. We didn't know these things either. So a lot of us didn't know these things. But when you talk about building a remarkable business and being a remarkable CEO, this is why this is important. This is why this is a topic here today. So the, the one thing I wanted to point about, because we answered the question, when 
should we bonus? And we also answered the question, how much should we bonus? But also, when should we bonus? We recommend, and this is just a rule, these are quarterly bonuses. Take that into consideration as you're thinking about this, because we know you're going to ask that question, like, when should we distribute this? And we're going to say for the rule of thumb, you've, you've got your budget set to 5%. We've got the base case, best case scenario. We see the, the numbers coming in. We have three months, let's say a quarter's worth of, of top line revenue. Now we can distribute. So the quarter, we were recommending that these should be done quarterly, just as a rule just so you know. So that's just, again, take that into consideration as you're saying very practically, how does this actually roll out? When, when does the money get distributed out of the account? So therefore you would be setting aside, think about this budget, put the money when it comes in, in January, February, March, put the money into the account, in your account that says, literally that we had a bank account called bonus, <laughs> bonuses. It was just an account in our bank account and the money just was distributed in there. And so just putting that in there each and every, whether you do it bi-weekly or you do it monthly, however you want to distribute that, but fill that kitty so that at the end of the quarter, you're not like, oh man, where's the money? We got to, oh, we got to go in dip into savings or we got to go into the, into the bank account to get it. No, no, you've got a, you've got a dedicated account for this. So budget for it and organize it that way. Just very practically, Dr. Steven, I think that's very helpful. I love that, Dr. Beat. And just doing it quarterly rhythms like that, when you combine the bonus system in quarters, with the scorecards where you are meeting in and checking in on a weekly and monthly basis, 30 days, 60 day, 90 day checkups, that keeps the energy right through the month to month to month. And it keeps people from gaming the system when you're, if you're bonusing month by month by month, right? They're not holding back on certain things to push it into the next month because they're off goal this month. And sometimes you see some of that, which is just human nature. So this is just mitigates some of that and it's much harder to, to game it or it reduces that gaming. So it's the combination, it's the system, right? Of scorecards and the bonus system working together to make sure energetically everything's good and there's no gaming of the system, right? So, um, Here's where things get heady. So uh, if you're driving right now, pull over, <laughs> get out a piece of paper and a pen. Uh, and this is where there's be so much value in the, um, in the remarkable bonus worksheet, right? So here's how you set it up. And now let's just, let's just keep things simple right now. And let's just talk about your, like, your, your CAs, right? So let's talk about your, your team, uh, general team members. Uh, so what you want to be able to do is first, you have to determine who is eligible for bonusing, right? So what we do on eligibility is our rule is then there's a 90 day onboarding process and then they get hired as a as an employee and part of that is they become eligible for the bonus that's our system you know you can adopt it if you want it works great 90 day onboarding and then they become an employee and then they're taking part in the bonus system okay so this is important because you're going to be dividing up what's called the kitty depending on two factors how many people are in the bonus in bonus system right is it three people is it five people is it seven people it matters right so you're going to divide the kitty i'm talking about how we get to the kitty in a moment but so you need to know who's actually in the bonus system that's number one number two is not everybody's full-time and you got to make sure that this is fair so i have a time-driven system that i set up where you're either full-time or you're part-time and there's two different types of part-time right so the way we do it is you are you working one-third time two-thirds time or three-thirds time. So if you're three-thirds, you're full-time, okay? So we divide it simply by 15-hour increments. If you're working under 15 hours, you're one-third time. If you're working between 15 and 30 hours, you are two-thirds time. If you're working between 30 hours and 40 hours or full, you are full-time. And that very often translates into like 45 hours, right? So those 
one-third time, two-thirds time, and three-thirds time are important because it's just not fair to take somebody who's only working 10 hours a week and give them an even distribution of your bonus every quarter for a person who's working 40 hours or more in your practice. I hope that makes sense to everybody, right? So one-third time, two-thirds time, and three-thirds time. So that's one distinction that you'll make. Who's who's eligible for bonus right now this quarter? And are they considered a one-third, two-third, or three-thirds time person? Basically, what you're going to determine is how many shares of what we'll call the kitty they're eligible for, okay? So if somebody is one-third time, they've got one out of three shares. So they've got one share. Two-thirds time, they've got two out of three shares, two shares. So somebody who's full-time gets all three shares, right? So now what you're going to do is you're going you're gonna to look at everybody and be like, okay, are you one-third, two-thirds, or three-thirds? And that's going to say how many shares of the quote-unquote kitty do you get access to, okay? Are you eligible for, assuming that you're eligible for the bonus system? So now you know every person how many shares they have in it. Now, what's the kitty? The kitty is whatever revenues collections come in that are super threshold or above that base case scenario, like above goal. Like, so if you use base case scenario to set your goals, any monies that come in above that in collections are super threshold above the threshold of base case scenario. Okay. So Dr. Pete, it's that Delta. It's those excess dollars that came in above that threshold that actually you take those monies and you take 10% of those monies and you put those into the kitties the, the kitty for the bonus system distribution, okay? So for example, if you said, my goal is in first quarter 2023, we're gonna collect $300,000, 100,000 in January, 100,000 in February, 100,000 in March. Let's just keep it simple, right? So the goal was $300,000. That was our base case scenario. But you end up collecting 336,000, right? So we have $36,000 in excess or super threshold. Take that 36,000, multiply that by 10%, and that leaves you 3,600 bucks that goes in the kitty. Okay, so now there's $3,600 that's gonna be divided among the eligible team members, and they will get the number of shares based on the time that they spend in the office. Are they one-third time, two-thirds time, or three-thirds time? In other words, do they have one, two, or three shares? Here's how it goes. Count up the total number of shares. Okay, so let's say you have one person that's at one-third, you have one person that's two-thirds time, and you have one person that's full-time at three-thirds. There's now six total shares. One plus two plus three, right, is six total shares. You take that 3,600 bucks, and you divide it by six shares. Now we know each share is worth $600. The person that's at one-third time, they get one share, so they get 600 bucks. The person that is, a, that is working two-thirds time, they get two shares, so they get two times 600 or 1,800, uh, excuse me, 1,200 bucks. And then the third person who's full-time, they get three shares, three times 600 is 1,800 bucks. So we get 600, 1,200, and $1,800 is their quarterly growth goal bonus. So if that doesn't uh, get you your juices going, then I don't know what will. Uh, this is the Remarkable CEO Podcast, and we are turning us into remarkable CEOs. So like Doc Steven said, go back and listen to that again. Hey, this is uh, part one of two in a series. We're gonna we're gonna keep this going. I know that you are energized by this, and all of you right now are like, I need a minute. So we're gonna give you a minute. We're actually gonna give you a week. So take a minute, take a week, think about what we just went through. Remember, we're answering very critical questions here, but this is about management by expectations. That's what we've covered in this in this episode specifically. We talked about what's the right way to pay a person, how to bonus a person based on the role. 
And we're talking today specifically about that relational business model where it's teamwork driven, management by expectations and agreements. We answered three very specific questions. We said, when should we bonus, right? We talked about that and how much should we bonus and then who is eligible for the bonus. And we broke it down with an example. So what I want you to do is I want you to go back, look at your numbers, look at what you have been doing or what you have not been doing and come ready for our next episode. And by the way, make sure you grab the the giveaway we've got from this episode, which is the Remarkable Bonus System Worksheet. Start plugging in your numbers and we will look forward to picking up in our next episode one week from now with part two in the series. Until then, God bless everyone. Having a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.